welcome to Rich Girl Radio, where I give you the business. It is your girl, Danielle Morell, high-ticket mindset, business, and sales coach to other lady coaches and experts desiring a simpler way to scale so they can have the bandwidth and bank to show up as their best in all areas of their lives. And today we have a special guest, Dr. Darnell Jarvie Harmon, the award-winning multi-million dollar CEO of Incredible One Enterprises, a coaching and consulting company. Dr. Darnell is best known for transforming audiences with her dynamic and empowering speeches, equipping them with the strategies they need to leverage and scale their businesses with grace and ease instead of hustle and grind. With her Move to Millions framework, she helps entrepreneurs increase their income, influence, and impact. So let's get ready to dive into the world of business, success, and financial freedom with our amazing guest, Dr. Darnell Jarvie Harmon. Welcome, Dr. Darnell, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know it's really, truly, like I told you before, this is such an honor and a privilege, you know, to have you here today to speak with us because, you know, it just really isn't every day that you have a Black multimillionaire woman on the show. Although I really hope that today's conversation really starts a trend and births some new millionaires from this. So this this be the the first one, but we'll have more to come based off of this. So that's my goal. And the fact that it's Black History Month and two Black women talking about wealth and freedom feels like the best time to do it. What do you think? Absolutely. I agree 100%. And and I hope that this does start a trend. I think, you know, what I love about your work and even mine is that we are normalizing access to more, to wealth and abundance and making it an everyday common thing instead of for most people, especially people who look like us, that is far from the reality of how we were raised and what we even think about money. So being able to be a part of this is a big deal. It is Black history. Yes. And I love this conversation. I love having you because like you said, like, I feel like there's levels to this, you know, um, confidence in the marketplace to charge what your value is in the marketplace and, and you know, just to, to up the game. And so it's glad to have you here because, again, you're like the next level up in as far as your mindset and your strategy. And I'm glad that you're going to be sharing with us because, you know, we have seen the goalpost move from like 100K years. I know when I started, I was like, 100k and now it's like it's the goalpost is move or it's like if you're not making at least 100k a month like girl what's going on so I really love to let you talk about you know the importance of getting out of that 100k business poverty yeah yeah I think you know it's a journey I say all the time no one goes to bed a blunder and wakes up a wonder just like I didn't wake up one day and I had uh, a business that was doing 100k plus a month It's a journey. There is work that has to be done. There's tactical strategy that has to be done. There's mindset work that has to be done. But I think those of us who have crossed the six-figure mark, and I know you have some people in your audience that have and some that are on the way, we know that getting to 100K is not enough. It sounded like a lot when we worked for someone else. And it probably was. If you had a salary that paid you $100,000 a year, that was probably a really big deal. But as an entrepreneur, paying self-employment tax, being responsible to pay your own bills and to have team to support you in order to continue to grow your business, it's not nearly enough. We did this survey, or not survey, a study 
we found that 120,000 really is about $48,000 a year. Most of us made more than that at our job. And so you mean to tell me we quit our good job to come into entrepreneurship to make less money? Yeah, I don't think any of us would have signed up for that, but we just don't know what we don't know and we don't realize what it's going to take to operate at this level. I know when I was first starting and, and hitting that first milestone of the $100,000 mark, I thought $100 an hour, I was still charging by the hour. I thought that was a lot of money, right? The thought that someone could pay me a couple hundred dollars for some consulting and I didn't have to get on a pole and take my clothes off, like I was blown away. But right. I quickly became to realize that, right. yeah, that's not really enough. <laughs> it's not, right. you know, it, it's not enough to live the way that I want to live. And it certainly isn't enough to not be self-employed, right? If you just want to make money so that you can live, <clears throat> okay, 100K might do it. But if you want to actually be able to enjoy it, you're going to need more. And so I think this whole thing, the conversation starts with helping people to lean into the fact that it's okay to want more. Because I think we also have the rich girls who are afraid to say 100K is not enough. They somehow feel guilty or shamed that they're in this business that's making six figures, but they're broke. And they're not experiencing what they thought they quit their good jobs for. And they're afraid to say it out loud because there are people who will say they're greedy or they're selfish and all of that. And so for those of you rich girls who that's what you're thinking and telling yourself, let me just go on and deliver you right now. What they think of you is none of your business. Yeah, Having a company you. that serves you at the next level is about you, your family. It's about the fiscal responsible, fiscal responsibility of your right. family. That's what it's right. about. Right, right. And I, I love that you started to get in that because you're pretty well known. Like I said, when I've told some of my friends that I was interviewing, they're like, even Dr. Danielle, this is amazing. So, and I've, you know, definitely told the audience before, you know, we came on here about you, but can you tell us a little bit? Cause you were telling us, like, like you said, you didn't just walk into this and have it. All. It is a journey. And I want you to speak a little bit about your journey to the multimillions, just a little bit so we can backtrack and lay that foundation. Cause I understand, like you said, just as well, like I thought hundred K was the Holy grail till I got there. And I'm like, taxes, team, um, <laughs> right flow um wait a minute wait a second so i am i'm right here with you i'm glad you're here i need another black woman to champion and say yes she's telling y'all like get your money up charge more we cannot especially black women you know we'll get into this more so before we do that because you hear the passion is rising <laughs> but but i do want you know the people who maybe this is their first time really hearing you Tell us a little bit about that journey and about you to getting to this realization. Sure. Um, well, I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 12 years, 13 years, 12 years, something like that. I've been an entrepreneur since 2001, so more than 20 years. Um, I left my corporate job in 2004 to do Mary Kay Cosmetics full-time. I got a pink Cadillac within five the months. Front door, no wonder we, I, I used to sell Mary Kay. Warm <laughs> She's one of my like business muses, Mary yeah. Kay. I love the, So yes, ma'am. Okay. So let me not interrupt. <laughs> yeah. So I Mary, did Mary Kay for two years, full time. Got my first pink Cadillac within five months of quitting my job, built my unit to 500 women, offspring, five directors. I was on the track to become a national. And God just ever so gently tapped me on my shoulder and was like, ma'am, this is not what I called you to do. 
And so I abandoned Mary Kay. I sent my pink Cadillac back to the company and I started Incredible One Enterprises and we struggled. I mean, the early years of this company were nothing to write home about. <laughs> nothing. I, I mean, how, how long would you say that period was? Um, I would say from 2000. So I started the business 2007. I sent my car back in 2008, 2008. I also went back to work because okay. I just couldn't figure out this business. I wasn't making enough money because I was still thinking a hundred dollars an hour was enough. I was busy. I had a lot of work. That was, as they say, booked and busy, but right. I was booked, busy and broke. And the money ran out. And um, so I ended up going back to work in 2008. I worked full time for two years and part time in my business, trying to figure out what it is to do. During that time, we got the business to about $88,000. I quit the job at the end of 2010, came back into full time entrepreneurship. And in 2011, that was my first six figure year in the business. I think we did $143,000. I looked around and was like, where's the rest of the money? There's got to be more. And so I was like, I got to figure this out the next year. we So then we doubled every year. Um, three years in, we crossed the million dollar mark for the very first time. And whenever people ask me, what did I do? I got back to the basics, right? I got really clear about who my client is. Like, who am I trying to serve? And what is the problem I'm trying to solve for them? And what's the solution that I can provide that no one else can provide better? Those are the questions I was asking myself. And I'll be honest, I played with my pricing. Like I didn't, I didn't, you know, today we we run a high-end coaching company or a business transformation company is what I call ourselves. Cause sometimes we can coach, most of the time we consult. Um, and our programs are, you know, five figures, but that wasn't always the way that it was. And I, I mean, I played around like early clients, people, I mean, that are listening now, I know you're going to be like, I wish I knew her then. I mean, there were clients in the early years working with me privately that were paying me 5k for 12 months working privately. Like, it's just crazy now thinking about that. Um, but it's a journey, right? I didn't right. know, I didn't know that I could go to someone and say, Hey, give me $10,000. And they would give it to me and, and the numbers just continue to grow. So I think the more I got results for people, the more my confidence increased and the more I raised my rates. Also, as I decided that I was ready to start building out a team, I knew that there was no way on the money that I was earning, could I build a team? And right. so that was a, a big part of understanding how to price and, and those types of things. But I, I mean, I, I did what I would tell anyone to do. I got clear about my ideal client. I identified the problems that they have. I spoke to those problems as often as I could inside of the marketplace. And as the people responded, I showed up to have a conversation with them about how I could help them to solve their problem, period, the end. I think we complicated, you know, social media was barely around in 2007, mm -hmm. 2008. Now, you know, everyone thinks they need social media in order for their lives to exist. Those things are all complications, right? There was a lot of multi-million dollar companies existing before there was a Facebook or an Instagram and all of those types of things. Um, and I, I appreciate my journey, like sitting on this side of it now, running a multiple million dollar business, being a millionaire. I appreciate everything that I went through. I appreciate the bankruptcy. I appreciate the ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly. I appreciate the almost living in my car. I appreciate the repossessions. I appreciate all of it because I think that it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. It created an environment for me to identify with the people that I now get to work with, helping them to take their businesses to and beyond the million dollar mark.
Yes, I love that. And I love that you're sharing that story and being appreciative of your journey and being okay that it's not like an overnight success. Like, I love hearing women here, like, I've been in this business for 10, 12, because I'm going on, you know, nine years in the, in like, in the business. So I know you have to have like a true love. Like I tell people how to do this for real, not for play, <laughs> because, yeah, this was, you know, a lot of people would have been chucked their deuces, but like, I have a real passion for, again, helping women realize too, that they don't have to stair step up in their prices because a lot of women think because they're new to coaching and stuff like that. Like they're not new to your education, your experience, your right. expertise, your results. Y'all don't already got PhDs. Y'all don't invest in 50K in coaching. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Absolutely. still coming out here in low prices. So those are some of the, because I feel like, yes, God wants Black women to you know, we the least ones not getting our coins, right? Like they talk about 40 acres and a mule. I'm like, this the real, this the, this the real getting my wealth back, charging what, charge back on all this stuff I was supposed to be charging on from gate, from the job, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think all of that is true. And you're, you know, you're kind of joking, but at the same time, very serious. I think that, yes, God does want us to experience wealth and abundance. I mean, it's in his word. It's the reason why more than 2,300 times in the Bible, money, wealth, and possessions are talked about because money is a lesser thing. And until you master money, you're going to struggle. That's why I love the parable of the talents so much. I think it's the perfect backdrop for understanding entrepreneurship, right? And so I'll quickly tell the Darnell yes, version please. of the parable. So a our master is going away. He has three servants that he leaves a portion of money to. And it's kind of like a test to see whether or not they'll rise to the occasion or if they'll shrink back. And two of the servants, one was given five, one was given two, one was given, or one was given five, one was given two, one was given one. The one who was given five and the one that was given two, they went out and multiplied the money. They made more money with what they get. They invested and got a return on investment. The one that was given one in fear buried the money. The two that, that doubled the money, they were praised. They were made masters over many. The one who buried the talent was shunned. He was ostracized. He was removed from the master's kingdom because he was lazy and he didn't do what was supposed to happen. And what I realized as I continue to study that particular parable is that God is telling us money is right. something we should all master. It's a yes. lesser thing. And if you want to be an entrepreneur who is successful in any way, you got to understand money. You got to understand how it works. You got to understand how to access it. You got to know that it's an energy that's always moving. It's never stopping. And so if it's not flowing to you, it's because there's something you're doing or not doing to create an environment for it to flow. Or there's someone you're being or not being is probably actually a better way to say right. it. Because <laughs> right. you don't actually have to do anything for money to flow to you. You just have to be. And understanding the embodiment of abundance and how to live that out in every area of your life and being fully convinced and fully committed to that is the way that you get money to flow. Um, and a lot of us, we don't know that. And so we have to learn it after we start our businesses. And we have to have those moments where, you know, things are a little tight and the money is funny and, and all of that, which is why I say I wouldn't trade that part of my journey, because I think it makes me uh, much a much better teacher now because I experienced the other side of it too. I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. And I can appeal and identify and empathize with the clients that we ha have served over the years because I've and been there, done that. Right? 
Yeah, like lead them through that. If you had never been through that or understand the energetics of holding faith and your your emotional intelligence and like how to, you know, lead them through those times, you know, that, you know, can be in the beginning when you're doing that. And I love what you said about money because I say that too. It's like a currency, right? It's either mm-hmm. it's it either flowing in a circuit, right? And so I tell people, don't even say spend. Say, you know, I circulate money because spend is too exhaust. And to circulate, you know, I'm trying to teach the girl, look, Dr. Donnie, I'm trying, I'm trying to coach him <laughs> up. I'm like, don't even say expensive. You're doing say it. You're not expensive. trying. You're doing it. I love it. Yes. I, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to channel those downloads from God. Cause I feel like he, when you work with God, he, I mean, he's been, he's given me divine downloads that he saw your girl, like, like, okay, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a divine download to help you move through this. So just, you know, having him on your team too, on that. So coming back to this and what you've learned in your journey, because one of the things I love talking to my ladies about, especially my black coaches and women who that I'm helping is about business models. So, you know, you've been successful, you've kind of sifted and sorted, you've, you know, kind of figured it out through your journey. Um, what, you know, what have you found to or the key elements, I should say, that makes a business model successful? And how can entrepreneurs really determine the best business model for them? Yeah, I mean, a business model is just to make money. So if it's making money, it's successful, right? So all the business models work, every single one of them, they work. What you have to do is you have to identify the one that's going to work best for you and the clients you want to serve and stick to it, honestly. You know, our business model for years has been leveraging the power of live events, right? We throughout the course of the year, we share content that builds community and brings people together. Then we have an event that we invite them to. At that event, we give them the opportunity to join our community to enroll in one of our programs. So they all work. It's just about identifying which one is going to work best for your client. So for instance, let's say I wanted to change who our ideal client was. And let's say our ideal client didn't attend events. Well, I would have a problem if that was my business model. So I need to identify one that is going to work best for the people that I want to serve. One of the things that I think is important for everybody to keep in mind is that your business is not about you. This is not the time to ego trip because ego tripping will have you in a business that doesn't serve you financially and spiritually. Instead, you got to make it not about you. You got to become selfless and you got to think about the people you endeavor to serve. What would they need? What do they need to see, feel, experience in order to make a decision to continue down the path with you to get access to the solution for that problem they haven't been successful at solving on their own? And once you identify that, then you write it until the wheels fall off. And so just, again, to go back to your original question of of business models, there are tons of them. You have, um, for I don't know if your community is all coaches, if your community is, is primarily coaching, I mean, just in the coaching space, there's like seven or eight different business models you can run. You can have the membership business model where you have your own membership, whether it's a higher price membership or a lower price membership, and people are coming into a continuity program, right? You can have open and closed in launches where you bring your programs out to the market only a couple of times a year. And that's the only time that people have the opportunity to work with you. That creates exclusivity and urgency so that you do fill your programs up at the time in which you do it. But you still have to go through the process of launching, no matter which business model that you have. Like, I mean, so it, it really, again, the question is, who is my ideal client? 
where can I find them gathering in large enough numbers? And what is the best way for me to get them their attention so that I can let them know that I have the, I can solve the problem that they have and offer them the solution so that they cease to have that problem. Yes. I, and I tell my audience that all the time too, I say, listen, there are a million ways to make a million dollars, especially online. And if you, if you know somebody, if you know a way, there's somebody killing it. So I agree with you, like business models, like you said, is just generating revenue. But, and I know, so with my community, I work, I try to tell the women to pick a business model that really takes into account the resources that they have available for them because 84% of Black women entrepreneurs, as you know, make less than $24,000 a year. And so I know we're both passionate about helping women raise their rates and finding a business model that, you know, that they can leverage, right, to get into that where they have more money and bandwidth and bank for team tech but and time. I, I would argue with you. Danielle, not the business model. That's the problem. I mean, it's not the business model. That's the problem. Okay. It's their mindset. It's the way they see money. It's what they've decided that their services should be valued at. And I want you to notice that I purposely didn't use the word worth because this is not a question of worth. We were all created by God. That means we are infinite and amazing and no one could afford us if it was about that. But every service that we provide does have a value associated with it. And if I don't understand the value associated with the solution I provide, I'm going to undercharge. It's like when I said I was booked and busy and broke, I had plenty of clients, but I was charging them a hundred dollars an hour. And so I was doing all of this work and had very little to see for it. And, and, or to show for it. And many of them were making tens of thousands of dollars because I was helping them with their pricing, but my pricing was still whack. It wasn't my business model. It was me. It was my belief that a hundred dollars was all that I deserved to earn because I kept telling myself a hundred dollars was a lot. It wasn't until I started telling myself that if I were going to charge by the hour, I should be charging thousands of dollars an hour that I started to raise my rates and started doing work. And, And the thing is, I had clients every time I had clients who paid me when I remember I didn't do VIP days, like we call them today in the industry, but I was doing the equivalent of a VIP day back in the day for like $2,500, which I would argue today is not a VIP day if that's the price point. And then I figured out a little something and raised the price to $10,000 and had the same number of people enrolling. It wasn't them, it was me. So once right. I decided to step up and step in, then things began to change. And the same thing with these women, these women that are making $24,000 a year, they don't understand money. They don't understand their power. And that disconnect is why they're not making more than $24,000 a year. Right. Yeah. So I love this because you, I love that you, that point of view, obviously. And I do agree with you. Like when I think of what I'm telling my women with the business models, I'm always like, go high ticket or go have a five figure offer in your business. Like you do, you, you do have that value in the marketplace. And of course mm-hmm. I don't say worth either, but I try to say your value in the marketplace, <laughs> okay, right. maybe not your inherent worth, but what's your value in the marketplace. So I, I, I do think that it, I hands down agree with you that it's the mindset. And I talk about that too, that confidence to charge mindset. Then I go to your, your um, Instagram reels and you're, you know, coaching your clients to say a hundred thousand to hundred thousand dollars is your rate, which I love. Cause I'm just trying to get these girls comfortable to say $20,000. <laughs> but so, here's the thing. It's all relative 20,000 and a hundred thousand is the same thing. It's really yeah. relative. It's all relative. We are putting way too much emphasis on 
the 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 um the amounts and not mm. understanding the principle because gotcha. it doesn't matter like and and you will have like I have had programs over the years Danielle that I didn't take anything away I didn't add anything to it I just raised the price and people were still enrolling right because the way you see money is about the way you see yourself Mm. So if I change the way I see myself, I'm going to change the way I see money. I'm going to realize that I deserve to earn more. And listen, all you need is a couple of clients that pay you a little bit of money and tax you like crazy to be like, I need to raise my prices because it'll get you out of those clients and get you into clients who respect and appreciate the experience and the expertise that you bring to the table for them. So you, you just have to be present to it. And I think a lot of people are settling for what they're earning instead of commanding and standing in the confidence of deciding that that is what it costs if you want to access me. If you want to be able to have my brain on your problem, this is what it costs. Period. I love it. Like, I love it. This is what I need. This is, I love it. <laughs> um, so can, so what are some of the challenges that you find that entrepreneurs face from transitioning from six figures to seven figure business? Oh, wow. There's a lot of challenges. And, and the biggest differences, yes. um, is that if you want to scale, you have to streamline. Often I'm, yes, at I, six figures, you're doing all the things. Right. You have the $97 thing. You have the $1,000 thing. You have the 10, you have all the things. And interestingly, you would think because you have all the things you would have more money, but the more you offer, the less you make. Oh, the fastest way to get to the milestone <laughs> is to hone in and streamline. Focusing okay, on so one offer. Streamline, one offer. So are one you offer. a one offer, one to one million type of person? Okay, wait, tell me a little bit about yeah, that. Just one offer whatever. to one. So for instance, like, like I'll use my mastermind as an example. So our mastermind is our offer. That's what we promote. That's what we want to enroll people in. To be in our mastermind, you have to be at the quarter of a million dollar mark and you have to have a desire to go to the million dollar mark. That's what we focus on. Do we have other things we could offer people? Yes, but they find out about them only if they're not right for our mastermind. We're not out in the marketplace leading about those things. And when I think about the investment to be in our mastermind, to get to my first million dollars, I only needed to have 25 people in my mastermind to make a million dollars. See, that's a business model. That was a bit like, that's a, that's a business model I'm championing around here. I'm keeping it, keeping it real. With yeah. And if you I'm championing one business model around here, so I know other people can do well with other stuff, but the coach, the coach that I'm, you know, what I want is that streamline, streamline, um, simplified stack scale, streamline it with the one core around like what you're saying and at a high price point. So you only need, say it again, 20 people to get to a million. Right. It doesn't you have don't to have be a lot. Mark- yeah. It doesn't have to be a lot. And it just, it depends on what you're willing to charge, right? Like if you're willing to charge 50K, 20 people, you're not willing, if you're not, not, let me not say willing, let me, that's not the right word. If you're not comfortable and confident in charging 50,000, then you probably shouldn't, right? You might, for them instead, you might want to be at 20,000. And if it's 20,000, then you need 50 people. And that's the number I'm, that's when we're champion. That's why I love having you because you're like one step, you're not, you're a couple, a lot of steps up. But I love that, that, um, because that's what I'm thinking, like for what I'm championing for my girls right now is like getting them to a simpler way to scale with, you know, 50, 20K clients until you get your confidence up. Cause I know that, right. There's levels to confidence and charging. There are, and yeah. so, um, 
Yeah, so that's good. So that's definitely one of the challenges you would say, right? Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, and I think the, uh, the I mean, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of them. Another right. thing that I see is the difference between confidence and competence. Ooh, right. This so this is so confidence <laughs> is internal, right? It's who I am. Competence right. is what I know, what I can do. And there is a delicate dance and balance between the two. And so there are times where you rely on your confidence. There are times you rely on your competence. You need your competence to increase your confidence so that you can charge what you deserve to earn for what you bring to the table. So when we come into the marketplace, the right. average business owner, and let's make it about girls, right? Since you, you speak to women, the average woman business owner, the reason why she's making $24,000 a year is because she's not confident that her competence can allow her to charge at a rate that would get her beyond that mark. So instead, she doesn't use her competence. She focuses on how confident she is and she charges. I think the worst thing, and I've and I've been guilty of saying it too. I think the right. worst thing to do is tell a woman, well, what do you feel comfortable charging? Like we, I mean, yes. What you can confidently articulate is a part of the equation, but it is not the sum total. Gotcha. And so yeah. we've got to help people to understand their competence. What can they do? What do they have documented results for? Right. Even before they were a coach, if we're talking to coaches, mm -hmm. they right. were in their corporate job and their friends were coming to them and they were giving them breakthroughs. They were competent. They were exuding a set of skills that got a specific result for the people that they were working with. Right. Document that because your right. competence will increase your confidence. And once you become more confident, then you will you'll cash in on your confidence. Right. Well, yeah. We call it the confidence curve, right? In our work. And I'm writing the book. Well, the book is done. The book will be out later this year. Move to millions, put a little mark in it to pay attention to that. Um, that really talks about that. But but I think so that's the that's another problem. And then I think the third problem, if I were just giving three, would be consistency. Ooh, people are not it. consistent. We're and, and I don't want to put myself in there, but by and large. We are too busy looking left and right instead of focusing on what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. We have a perfect business model. Our funnel, if we have a funnel, is working flawlessly. We show up, we get people in there, we book them for conversations, we enroll them. All of a sudden, challenges pop on the scene again because they were here a couple of years ago. So we think, oh, something's wrong with what we've been doing that's been working, that's been getting mm -hmm. us clients. I'm going to do a challenge. I'm going to try something new. And we take our eyes off of what we were doing and doing consistently to produce results. And then we question why the results have changed. So if I had to drill it down to three, those would be the three. I love that too, because I tell my girls that too, double down on what's working. You know, if you find something that's working, double down on it, because yeah. they'll find something that's working. And then the next thing you know, they're trying something else. And I'm like, we, you know, you had something working over there. So I'm like, always tell them, be highly aware when something's working, just double down on that and keep perfecting it. So I love that you share that because that's so easy to do and see yeah. other things and not trust that you just need to keep on mastering this one thing. Because if you you'll have the best you know we always talk about the iphone like if we just keep getting better the one thing we've already seen fruit from we're going to have one of the best you know ways of doing it in the marketplace so Absolutely. i think that's good so i 
want to shift real quick and kind of get to talking about your move to millions framework. I know that's helped countless entrepreneurs increase their income, influence, and impact. Can you tell us a little bit about the move to millions framework so they can get to know a little bit about your process of getting people to that million dollar mark, getting them over this hundred K poverty? Because <laughs> that's the thing. We can, we don't even want to shoot for no hundred K. We just want to shoot for the million. No, it's, it's like, a it's, stepping stone, not a stopping point. <laughs> You got to make 100K to make a million, but you don't stop at 100K. So the move to millions method was actually born. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a system and framework that I've been using for more than 12 years. Okay. Um, it's, we renamed it when we went through the rebranding process a few years ago, but it is the process that any business needs to look at if they desire to scale and they want to scale with simplicity. And so inside of the method, we look at five things. We look at your strategy and strategy is comprised of your your packaging, your pricing, and um, your how you're really promoting and positioning yourself, right? So your messaging, your marketing strategy, all of that is under strategy. Um, the sales is your leveraged sales solution. How are you going to sell one-to-many and not one-to-one? Because if you're selling one at a time, it, you're going to eventually run into a capacity issue. Mm-hmm. Um, systems are the, the operational infrastructure that needs to be set up inside of your business so that you stop starting from scratch every single time you decide to take another step in your business. Support are the people who support you, who are your team members that help you to do the things you need to do. You know, when we first start our businesses, we're probably working in them 80 to 100%. We need to get to the point where we're working in the business 20% or less. We want to be spending the majority of our time working on the business as the CEO. The way we do that is through systems and support. And then undergirding everything is success mindset. The way you see yourself, the way you see money, what, what you know about abundance, how you live into abundance, how you vibrate, the way you see energy, all of those things is the undercurrent that runs through the strategy, the sales, the systems, and the support. Oh, I love that so much. So I know you have an upcoming event in May. So tell us a little bit about the event and what attendees can expect. And so they can know how to definitely attend because this is going to be major right here. I already yeah, see I you promoting say, it. <laughs> thank you. I would say, you know, Move to Millions Live is the event. It's the only event you need if you have millions on your mind, period, point blank. Come on now. Okay. It's for million that. dollar CEOs and million dollar CEOs in the making. Like everything we do at the event, I'm talking to you like you are already at the million dollar mark because okay, I want now. you to, to sit in the significance of that already. Cause you know, you have to be it to become it, right? It's an embodiment. Mm-hmm. It always, mm-hmm. you always try it on first before you actually wear it out. And so we're creating an environment for you to be it in advance so that it, sh- it catches up to you. And the sessions are designed over the three days to create an environment for that to happen. Day one is about the principles. So we talk about the spiritual principles that really govern abundance and success. Day two is all about the asset. So what it's going to take tactically, strategically in order to make millions. And then day three is about the legacy, like how it's not just about the money, and how you're leveraging what you're earning in order to be the change you want to see inside the world. It's like a family reunion for clients inside of our programs. And it allows new people to come in. You know, we will have people who are um, part of our community that listen to my podcast that will be coming in live. 
Um, it's May 24th through the 26th in Washington, D.C., in Herndon, Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. The day before May the 21st is our VIP day. So if you register as a VIP attendee, you get a bonus half day of training with me and some powerhouse speakers that I bring in just to teach our VIPs. Um, there's You've never experienced anything like it. It has been, my events have been called business church. Like you're going to transform your business and you're going to transform your life all at the same time in one fell swoop from being inside of this community and this vortex, if you will. Okay. Now I love that. And speaking of Herndon, I actually lived in Herndon in my childhood for a little brief time. So, I mean, I know that's what's up. So Mm -hmm. I know you too also mentioned you have a book coming out this year too. So y'all have to really like keep a pulse. I'm going to make sure that here in a second, you let them know where they can like link up for more about the event and just connect with you on social media because the book is coming up. When are you expecting to have that, you know, dropped and published? Um, The book is going to be coming out later this year. I am doing a, I'm working with a publisher, so I don't have the exact date, but it will be later this year. Okay. So they just need to, they need to make sure they follow and keeping a pulse on Mm -hmm. what's going on and make sure they tapped into the move to millions movement. I love that, right? It's a, not only a framework, but it feels like a movement as well. Your move to millions, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Move to millions. Yep. Yes. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Dr. Darnell, for taking the time out to speak with me and, and even get me right, checking, get me, get me <laughs> right, making sure that I have that million dollar mindset, right? So again, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your wisdom and insights with the listeners. Um, for all those that want to connect with you, tell them where you want them to go. Yeah, I mean, you can find me everywhere at Darnell Jervy Harmon. Also, on whichever platform is your platform of choice, we Incredible are all, One all Enterprises, right? .com. The company, the company website is incredibleoneenterprises.com, but on social media at Darnell Jervy. I do also have my own personal page, drdarnell.com. Yes, and the move to millions event.com. So I'm going to put all of those details in the, the nice. um, description so they'll have all the links. But I wanted you to make sure that you told them the places you want them to personally come and make sure that they're checking out. So before we go, is there any last words or advice you want to share with our listeners before we hop off? I think we've captured a lot of the things that they really need to be thinking about at this point in time. So I would say I feel complete. And I feel complete. I feel whole. I feel like this was, you know, just again, ah, such a gift from God to let me, you know, meet up with you and let you pour into my community. So as we sign off, rich girls, much love, much peace and prosperity.